welcome and welcome back to the Kumbit Kumbit podcast hosted by the Kigali Hub Shapers. My name is Vanessa Nesha. I'm a global shaper within the Kigali Hub. And today I have the honor to host Ms. Anizi Ishimi. Anizi is a fellow global shaper, a past curator, and currently she works as the country lead for the African Food Fellowship, an initiative of the IKEA Foundation. So let's dive in. Welcome to the COVID COVID podcast. It's great to have you with us today. Um, I hope your week is going well so far. So I just wanted to start and maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where did you go to school? Where did you grow up? What do you do now? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so right out of the gate, you just threw all the questions. Well, so my name is Anizi. It's very good to be here. Um, yeah, my name is Anizi and I'm a global shaper from the Kigali Hub. Um, I grew up in Kigali, um, yeah, from ages 7 to 18. I mean, before then, I was living in the northern province. Um, and then from 18, I went to university. So I went to university in the U.S. at a small school called Hope College. Um, so yeah, I was there for four and a half years, came back been working in Kigali for six, seven years now. So that is me in a nutshell. I'll probably end it there and leave you to ask me other details. Yeah, of course. I'm curious to know, um, what was your favorite subject in high school? Ooh. <laughs> in high school, I would say probably English. Interesting. Yeah, so English, anything that has to do with writing, but I was also, you know, good with biology and math. But in terms of what I loved, I would say, yeah, English. Nice, that's great. And how about in college? What was your favorite um, subject or course? In college, I would say psychology. You know, I took a bunch of psychology classes and... I truly enjoyed that. Some of my business classes were interesting as well, like intro to macroeconomics and microeconomics. So all those, you know, fundamental classes. Um, I would also say um, we had this class called cultural heritage because I went to a liberal arts school for your context. And we had this course called, you know, cultural heritage. And we read all these classics, you know, the, the Greek mythology, you know, so it was it was very interesting. It was, my teacher was a philosophy teacher, just who happened to you know teach that class, and yeah, we read all the you know Dante's Inferno, all these like you know classic books that I would recommend anyone to read. So that was my class, just reading cool books about global <laughs> culture and you know writing about them and summarizing them. So I enjoyed that class as well. So you can kind of see the patterns, right? <laughs> I can see. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, one of my favorite classes in college was psychology as well. But I think the oh. my favorite one was theater. I think I'm so glad mm-hmm. I took a theater class. <laughs> it was really cool. out of my comfort zone, but it's it, it was a good it was a good class. It was a fun class. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. That's a, see, that's like in the realm of something I'd be interested in doing, like you know, theater, mm-hmm. something unconventional. Yeah. 
Um, so um, you, were, you said you were a global shepherd. Um, I'm curious to know what made you decide to, to join um, the hub and how has that impacted you or benefited you in some sort? Yes, so I used to attend the events of, you know, shapers. Um, yeah, you know, they used to have all kinds of events like, you know, Tkumbe Tkumbe. Um, and I used to jo just join them as an attendee you know, and participate. I do remember uh, they used to host an annual Women's Day event. And I was a regular attendee and all kinds of, you know, different events. Um, and I think what drew me to them was, um, you know, it was like, you know, a group of young people who are leading conversation because I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. Like, I don't want to just work, go home and let that be my life. You know, I want to participate in uh, the places that I live, you know, so I'm always kind of looking for what else is happening in the city or, you know, what's going on? How can I, you know, play my part? Um, yeah, so I think the Global Shapers kind of were a representative of that to me. Um, yeah, so whatever they were doing that I saw from afar and, you know, intrigued me. And also, of course, you know, the opportunity to network, you know, be part of a, um, an energetic group of young people who want to you know, make a difference. So that's what drew me to yeah, the Shapers. Great. And what do you think, um, how do you think the experience as a shaper and as a curator has shaped you? It has shaped me in many ways. I mean, professionally, I would say it has strengthened my leadership, you know, because I mm -hmm. took on some leadership roles in the hub. I was a curator. Um, I was a vice curator. Um, and I really kind of try to give my time to work on different projects. So it has, I don't know, strengthened me as a leader because, I mean, being curator doesn't necessarily mean that you know what you're doing. Uh, you're just kind of willing to step into a role. Um, and I think I learned a lot of things during my time. Um, yeah, I, I did learn. I, I learned how I work best. I learned my strengths, my weaknesses. Um, you know, I learned listening. I learned, you know, I don't know, working with people maybe who have probably like different ways of working and but still kind of working towards a common goal. So really great lessons overall, I think, as a leader. Um, I would also say... Yeah, I mean, the, the projects that we also go to work on, you know, like conceptualizing something from start that doesn't exist and bringing it to life. I think you learn a lot along the way. Um, I'm not part of this great network of people that I've wanted to be in. So that's great, you know, for me professionally as well. I think personally, I would say, you know, making friends. I have friends who are shapers. Um, there are some travel perks that come with it, you know, when I'm traveling in different places and I get to meet other shapers from outside, you know, Rwanda, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, and I think also something else to add, I would say, I don't know, it has strengthened my, my confidence in that idea that, you know what, I can actually make a difference. I can, yeah, give my time towards something and I don't have to wait for someone else to come and be the one doing it. You know, I can actually also 
um, do something, you know. So all of those great lessons. That's great. Um, leadership skills. I, I think I have to agree with that um, with you. I'm, I'm a new shaper, but I think um, even this hosting a podcast and, you know, interviewing people, uh, it kind of puts you out of your comfort zone in a way that things you maybe you have thought about, but you haven't really had that group of people that motivate you and kind of start things and then you jump on board as well. Um, yeah, and then you get to make um, good friends and um, have a cause that you care about and you actually, you can have a cause that you care about, but then not like actively <laughs> participate. Yeah. Um, but it's great that we now, like we're now part of a network and you can easily reach out to a shaper. So yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Um, and I'm curious, what is the most memorable or fun experience you've had so far as a shaper? And also, when did you join? What year did you actually join the, the house? Okay, so I joined in 2019, so February 2019. So I've been a shaper for three and a half years, coming to four. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my God, memorable events. Hey, Vanessa, what is that going to be? <laughs> I don't want to have members to listen to this and be like, why is she struggling to come up with a fun, memorable event? Hmm. I do have to say our very first meeting with other hub members was memorable. We went to one of um, one of the shapers' house, Chusa, and it was a lot of fun. It was really, you know, getting to know people, uh, but in a very relaxed and social setting. So I do remember that, you know, time very vividly with. I remember who was there. It was, it was a really great time. Um, yeah, and I also I would say maybe we used to do these university outreaches in like, you know, AAU and, you know, University of Kigali. And I remember when we went to, to former KIST, I think now it's the University of Rwanda College of Science and Technology. Yeah. Um, and we had a whole hall full of very curious students you know and i we gave a lecture or a presentation on you know career how to shape your career um i'm not feeling good about that because you could tell that you know people are actually you know curious and they look up to to us who are already in the working world to you know guide them and you know share some nuggets and the lessons we've learned so yeah those are memorable that's amazing. That's great. Um, so I'm curious to know, looking at the NZ five years ago and where you are now, um, what three pieces of advice would you give to yourself or to yeah, a younger you? Three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me, I mean, I actually have a lot. I, I, that, this one, I had to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... Piece number, I mean, advice number one is, you know, steadily, slowly, but surely, you know. Um, so this speaks to, I don't know, the nature of, I mean, work, life, goals. I think I've learned that it's much more sustainable to go at things, you know, to do things more consistently, to have a pace than to take big strides. I mean, yeah, sometimes life throws you in those kinds of circumstances and you have to take those big strides. But if you kind of look at your life, like in the long run, I think, um, you know, slowly but surely usually is kind of the, the better approach. 
So yeah, so that speaks to things like you know building habits, friendships, you know these little investments that you make on a daily basis. So that's definitely lesson number one. Um, lesson number two, I would say, I mean, creating a community around you. So not going at things alone. You know, making sure that you have solid relationships. You know, whether you know friends, mentors. Um, colleagues, you know, everybody that you meet on a daily basis that you think, you know, this is a great person to know, this is a great person to have in my life. Like, you know, make sure that you kind of give into those relationships and investing in them. Um, and maybe as a side note to that as well, like, um, yeah, making sure you're actually investing in your relationships, not just like letting them <laughs> take a natural course, you know, like being intentional about, you know, the people that you want to have in your life um giving to them as you also you know expect them to give to you um there's another one this one comes from there's a saying that says um let me let me see if i can get this right it says like a farmer who waits to plant no who waits for the rain <laughs> we never plant and he who watches the cloud you know we never reap or something like that and it kind of speaks to this um this thing of you know waiting until you are ready, like oh, I need to be. I'm waiting for the day when I'm more confident or unafraid, or I have more information. I think we kind of usually use those things like I'm waiting for the perfect time to do you know what I feel I should do. Um, and I think I've I've learned in the past five years that you know that time really never comes. You know, like you you really never do that if you kind of are constantly waiting for the perfect time to come so i think you know acknowledging that things like fear really never go away and you know having a bias towards action like if you have an idea just act on it learn as you go fail move on um instead of kind of waiting for perfect conditions to come together before you act so honestly many lessons um but I think that's that's really kind of what I would say. Yeah, I, yeah. Really, I really like that. I think it um, also resonates, at least to me, resonates both professionally and personally. I'm a strong believer in, um, you know, building things piece by piece. <laughs> I think I always repeat to myself that tita ti l'oiseau fait son so, you know, small steps every day uh, to build habits and, you know, everything that you want to achieve. And definitely a community. I think um, during the pandemic or still, well, especially when the world was um, in chaos, I think I truly found the, the need to like build a community and people that um, you rely on in different aspects. So I yeah, that really resonates with me and I hope it resonates with our listeners as well. Um, so you talked about habits and I'm curious to know, is there any hobbies or like wellness habits that you have and why do you enjoy them? Okay. <laughs> um, so wellness, I would say definitely running and walking. That's my thing. Um, I enjoy it because it keeps me sane, to be honest. Sometimes I'm like, something is wrong. And then I go on a run and nothing is wrong. I just needed to move my body. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's definitely my it's, it's a dose that I need. I need to run, I need to walk, I need to be outside. 
I need to smell fresh air, see trees. Um, so yeah, I truly enjoy that. Um, and now, you know, more recently, I've discovered Nyandungu Park. It's a bit far, but it's one of my favorite places to go. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's sometimes I, when I'm there, I'm like, what? I can't believe that I'm here. You know, like, I can't believe that I'm just here enjoying all this goodness. So, so that's my thing. But fitness in general, I really like, I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, I hate. I hate it. I just have to do it. I really actually truly enjoy it. So that's that. I'd also say another hobby would be reading. Even though nowadays I think I'm more, um, there's this Japanese term. I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's a kundotsu or something like that, which is like the, the, the habit of buying books but never reading them. <laughs> oh my god i have so many unread books because you know, i go to a bookstore and i'm like oh my god fantastic interesting and then i buy the book um i mean i usually don't fully abandon it usually i start it and then maybe i get some you know interest i investigate who this author is and then i find their podcast and i find their youtube video so in the end i kind of know the essence of a book or something like that but so yeah, so I'm saying that I haven't been as as consistent with that habit, but it's something that I I love and enjoy as well. Um, that's it. And then listening to music, that's also like something else that keeps me sane. Listening to music, recommending music to my friends, karaoke. You know, I'm, I'm really into that kind of. Stuff. Yeah. Any like wellness habits you like meditate or I mean walking is a wellness habit of course, but like or journaling or Oh. Yeah, journaling as well. So I journal a lot. In fact I have I have so many journals. I think my earliest journal would be I don't know, I mean I can trace back to like maybe ten years or maybe before. So yeah, that's, I mean, I don't even think to say it because that's like a very regular yeah, part of yeah. my life. It's a habit now, okay. Yeah, yeah, because I think I'm, I express myself with actually a pen and paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, that's, that's a part of how I make sense of, of the world. Meditating, honestly, not as much. In fact, I would say, I mean, I do have like apps and stuff like, oh, you know, I'm downloading this thing because I want to get into the habit. But I think walking does it for me, you know. It still is meditative in a way sometimes. Um, another good habit that I definitely want to get into is is breathing. So it's not necessarily like meditation, but this one is like intense, you know, breathing. And, you know, that's something you can get into like another day. But also very good for, you know, for your brain and for your body in general. But, yeah, not as consistent with it. That's really interesting. I have to say, I've started um, walking daily, and I love it. I don't think I—I I never used to understand why people love walking and how that's like very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. But recently, I cannot go like three days without walking at least twice mm-hmm. or even every day. I think I walked every day of last week, and it was just like, oh wow, mm-hmm. I've really had a good week. <laughs> so I'm glad yeah, I'm really up on that habit as well. Yeah, great. And you can—I mean, you can listen to something while you do it or if you want right. to completely do that as well mm-hmm. but it can only do good 
So I'm yes. glad we have the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And let's walking, okay. listening to a podcast, or like maybe catching up mm-hmm. with a friend that you've been meaning to call for years, or mm-hmm. just like a, a silent walk is usually um, also really, really mm-hmm. good. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, so, I'm also curious to know if there are any three causes that you deeply care about that we should know. Yeah, so causes that I care about. So, I would say education for sure. Um, yeah, education in the traditional sense of, you know, making sure that every, you know, child has access to, like, you know, basic literacy and numeracy skills. Um, but also education in the sense of, I don't know, emancipation, really developing your own way of thinking and thoughts, um, you know, formulating your I don't know, your ideas about the world, you know, like what do you think about all these different issues, like staying educated uh, so that you can make informed decisions, right? Because I feel like when people are not educated, it doesn't have to be formally, but I think when you don't take the time to understand the world, you can be easily influenced by people with all kinds of intentions. So I think it's important for um we're going to be educated so that they navigate the world with a certain mindset and perspective. So, so there is that. Um, I would also say mental health, um, mental well-being in general. So like what we just talked about, like, you know, making sure that, um, you know, you're taking good care of yourself. This can also really go very deeply to, you know, different aspects of, of you know mental well-being like things like exploring who you are how you came to be what shaped you um this also touches on things like learning disability i'm really a big advocate for um different ways of being you know like neurodiversity and neurodivergence you know kids who are um not even just kids adults as well you know dyslexic um autistic, ADHD, all those things. Um, yeah, something that I'm actually really learning more about nowadays and I'm kind of really making space for different ways of being in the world. Um, lastly, I'll say arts and culture. I don't know if that's a cause, but that's something that definitely moves my who, who I am. Um, by arts and culture, I mean things like language, um, for example, I'm a big advocate for speaking Kinyaranda properly, as much as I don't do it. But at least, you know, not letting the language die, you know, because we have all kinds of influences. Um, yeah, things like music, um, which is why I mean, I do like, you know, artists that I feel like are doing all this hard work for us so that... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the art scene doesn't die or, you know, there's still art in the world. So, yeah. That's really interesting. And thank you for sharing. Um, And I'm also curious if um, usually we receive like different advice and, you know, words of wisdom from different people. I'm curious to know if you have something that really stayed with you throughout the years and you feel like it's still relevant to you in every aspect of life. Something that has stayed with me. Yeah. 
Mm. It might have been from a teacher, from a coworker, from a boss or a friend that you feel like, oh wow, this person really like gave me something to um, run with. Mm. Hmm. I'm trying. I'm trying to think anyway. So I mean, I would say. Let me let me let me think. Yeah, I mean, I would say my mentors, you know, have always talked about how people, you know, are important. And it sounds like a cliche, but it's true. And I think as you kind not, of grow I, older, I agree. Yeah. yeah, as you grow older, you realize it. Uh, and this is not the cliche of like, oh, you know, put you know your family first. I mean, that's important as well. But more in the sense that we are all interconnected and whether you like it or not, you kind of have to depend on other people. Um, you, you are one piece in like one big fabric. So I think the quality of your relationships really reflects into like the quality of your life. So, so yes, I think I take that with me everywhere I go, you know, like how do I make sure that you know, I'm relating with people well. Um, yeah, that I'm of service. That yeah, that I'm doing the extra step. You know, to make sure that I'm nurturing all the relationships in my life. So that's one piece that I would say. I think another piece would be. I don't know to to do my part to. To find my light, I mean, as, as much as that also is another cliche, but I would say, um, yeah, so like, what do you have to give to the world? It's your perspective, it's your gifts, and it's your skills. And if you don't bring that out, nobody will ever know about, about it, you know? So I think it's each one of us's responsibility to, to share what we have with the world, um, to nurture it, to... Uh, and to have the courage to share it because sometimes we, we kind of know that we have something but we don't have the courage to like put it out there or we don't think it's important enough to like put it out there so yeah, to have that mindset that you know I do have gift skills a perspective and it's, it's up to me to like share it and I do need to work on that daily courage to to be able to put it out there. So yeah, those those are words that go with me. That's really different. That's really interesting. Um, so moving on to some few five questions. I'm curious to know, do you prefer physical books or audiobooks? Physical books. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that took me a minute. <laughs> because I'm like, more practically, I actually listen to more audiobooks because I go through them very quickly. But in terms of preference, you know, I still, I would still say physical books. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I don't think I've had, I've bought so many books on Audible, but maybe I've listened to like three maximum. I, mm. I hate Audible for some reason. It's just like maybe yeah. if it's a story, like a really interesting story, and like I can just like listen to it as I listen to like my friend's voice note or something. But yeah, anyway, physical books. I agree mm. with you. <laughs> Are you a yeah. tea or a coffee person? Coffee. Coffee. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite coffee shop in Kigali? In Kigali, I'll say question. Question coffee. They have really good coffee. You know, I mean, Kivunwa is also very good. Oh, actually, I have, because I'm a coffee person, I have a lot of coffee shops. I'll say question in Zora. 
Yes. And then Pierre Bounoir for their coffee anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, Cushion Coffee just opened a new branch in Kyivu as well. So, in where? Kyivu? Kyivu, yeah. It's, I think oh. it's uh, right across La Gardienne. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you can pass by. <laughs> um, what's your favorite food or favorite cuisine or both? Hmm. Favorite food, I mean, cuisine, I have to say maybe Indian and Italian. Uh, favorite food, I mean, going along those lines, I'll probably say like all the curries, chicken tikka masala with rice and naan. Um, some really good pasta. And all our, you know, Rwandan food of meat and isombe and all these things. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not I'm not very picky, but in terms of some things I crave once in a while, I would say yeah, Indian, Italian, yeah, and Rwandan. Yeah. But also I mean being advocate for healthy eating, so I actually oh, enjoy I think and actually have something I can recommend. Okay. From Java, yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> they have a California garden salad with mm-hmm. chicken, avocado, lettuce, all this goodness. It's it's one of those meals that I can never get tired of, and it's when I want to order something quick and something that I'm you know convinced I'm going to enjoy. Yeah, that's what I go for. Okay, I love that. I'm a foodie, so I love good. Food recommendations. I'll check out the salad. Uh, last question is: What's the most beautiful place you've ever visited in the world? Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe give us two or three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll say Santorini. Not for all the cliche Instagram pictures. Yeah, that's gorgeous as well. Yeah. Um, but the place itself is actually really, it's really beautiful. You know, it's very old, you know, so there's like the Egan Sea and then um, there is this place, it's called Akrotiri. They have like a prehistoric town and there's like a wine museum. So yeah, there's the blue, you know, roof that we see in pictures, but you know, the place itself, the island is, is very beautiful. Um, what else? I would say Victoria Falls for sure. You know, in Zimbabwe, I went on the Zimbabwe side. That's beautiful. Very beautiful. Very majestic. It's all that it claims to be. Um, maybe let me say a place in Rwanda. I love Kiwi so much. Mm. Karongi, the lakeside is beautiful. The whole debate of Kiwi versus Gisenyi. I'm yeah. a Kiwi girl. Kiwi, Kiwi. <laughs> it's Kiwi. so serene. It's so beautiful. It's, 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 yeah, it's unreal. So I love it. Amazing. Thank you. I think both Santorini and Victoria Falls are on my list to visit. And um, Kiwi is really a good place, especially if you just want to like, um, like unwind and, um, yeah, mm-hmm. chill. <laughs> I mm-hmm. agree. All right. Um, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Um, it was great having you podcast. And, um, yeah, I hope our listeners will enjoy, um, listening to you as much as we enjoyed this and yeah. 
um, looking forward to more um, podcast sessions. <laughs> yeah, no, this was fun. This was fun. You know, like it made me think a bit and it made me, yeah, it was, it was chill as well. So thank you for the good questions. So it's great. I'm really excited to see where this podcast goes and, you know, the future guests. Um, I'm very glad that you guys took the leap to do this. Well done. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We hope you enjoyed this session and please stay tuned for our next episode.